Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. Do you know as a disciple of Jesus, God has given you a specific command to complete a specific task in order for you to be an active participant in his mission? And although you may work in different spots on the planet and do different functions, all of Jesus' disciples have one common purpose. Do you know what it is? Do you see your calling and life change as preparation for accomplishing the common purpose? Have you been preparing so you can produce? What will you do when the time comes for you to give an account to him? Remember, it doesn't matter what aspect of Jesus' work that needs to be accomplished. There must be doers in order to get her done. Are you a doer? You got your tanks? Let's dive in. This segment is titled, Discipleship, the Way of Life, Gotta Go. If God commands his disciples to go, then we are to move as obedient disciples. When you hear Jesus' command to go, you should know what you are to do, and there should be no need to ask why. It does cause me great concern, though, when someone proclaims to be a disciple of Jesus and are not really going anywhere. So I will ask you, are you living out Jesus' command as stated in Matthew 28:19? Who are these disciples of Jesus and what do they do? Well, a very important detail to always remember is disciples of Jesus are possessors of his spirit. You are one of the chosen few in this world that carries God's spirit just like Jesus did when he walked on this planet. You are someone who maintains spiritual relationships with other disciples, and these relationships grow well beyond those that are merely interactions with others, because God creates eternal relationships, and they are all formed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Your life has the evidence of being born of the Spirit, and through His Spirit, God creates the desire and aspiration to read, study, and meditate on His written Word, and you live it out in your daily life. You are obedient to God's truths, and then you become committed to His teaching, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Your life, belief, faith, and conviction is changed by Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And through the work of God the Holy Spirit, you are free from the condemnation of sin and death and eternal separation from God. As a disciple of Jesus, God gives you an incredible opportunity and responsibility to take his truths to the world. <coughs> Excuse me. Your life exists to honor God the Father, and the purpose of your life becomes a life that's pleasing to Him. As a disciple of Jesus, you labor, and your labor produces fruit, and that fruit are disciples that imitate you, and you imitate Jesus. Who is imitating you as a disciple of Jesus? As a result of God's word renewing your mind from a world view, you treasure God's word and inscribe it on the tablet of your heart. You live out your calling as his disciple and you walk by the power and work of God the Holy Spirit. 
God entrusts his irreplaceable treasure with you, and you are an active contributor in God's kingdom plan of redemption. And as a practicing contributor, you are God's supplier of new disciples. What a blessing! And as his disciple, you now demonstrate God's love, which is well past more than a feeling. His love is an action that is lived out in and through your life. As a disciple of Jesus, you share this wonderful gift of faith with other disciples and the future converts that God brings into your life or he leads you to them. The things you have, did, or could acquire on this planet will never compare to God's treasure bestowed on you. Believe that. That's because God's treasure is eternal and everything else is temporal. It all happens through the means of sanctification. What is sanctification and why is it so vital as a disciple of Jesus? Because when sanctification occurs in you, God sets you apart from the rest of the world. You are instinctly and distinctly different because you transport God's spirit and the gospel message. When you are sanctified, God through love establishes an eternal relationship with you. God then blesses his disciples and causes them to be something the world could never do on its own. This is the work of God, and it comes from God directly to you, his disciple. I am telling you the truth. Listen to what Jesus says as to what you are to be, and when we dive into Matthew 28, 19, and 20, I pray Jesus' command will cause you to begin walking the way. And I pray we do meet as you too disciple everywhere with a fresh set of eyes. Amen? And I'm going to challenge you right from the surface down today. And these truths of God, you must consider if you are not reading, studying, and meditating on what Jesus says, then how can you say you are one of his disciples? Listen to what Jesus says in Luke 6.46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? The simple truth, Jesus' disciples do what he says. It's really as simple as that. Now hear me out. If you are not reading his word, how will you know what he says? How will you obey his commands? when you are not familiar with what they say. How can you make disciples if you're not reading his word and his word is alive in you? When I was preparing for this Godcast, I was inspired to communicate God's desire. And his desire is for you to know what you become as a disciple of Jesus so you too will live out your calling by spreading the good news everywhere you tread. Listen to this wonderful blessing you receive as a disciple of Jesus. You love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
You are an ambassador for God, communicating the truth of one's real need to be reconciled to God. Have you been reconciled to God? You love your neighbor as yourself. You believe in God and you place your complete trust in him. You obey his commands. You cherish his words. You move from place to place, bringing the gospel with you everywhere you go. You walk and talk to God. You seek God with all your heart. You teach others like he does. And you proclaim his truths. You are the salt of the earth. You are a worker for God and request God to send other workers into the harvest. You are the light in a dark world. You are a contributor to God's will, ways, and truths. And when you don't know or need answers or need wisdom when you are discipling, you ask of God and he promises to provide it to you. And most importantly, you continue in his word, and then you are proving to be one of his disciples. You live your life as a disciple of Jesus, and all of the other aspects of your life flow from it. Discipleship is at the core of who you are in Jesus. You are an imitator of God because God has made you a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are a people of God's own possession. So now knowing that and what you heard, then let's listen to what we're supposed to do as a disciple and review what our rabbi, teacher, savior, king, lord, and God says in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to command, excuse me, teaching them to observe all that I command you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now know this, I would be foolish to try to cram all this truth into one segment. I trust you are listening to Grow as a Disciple. So over the next several Godcasts, we'll be focusing on key words like go, make, disciples, all, baptizing, father, son, spirit, teaching, observe, all, commanded you I am always and the end of the age so let's go from right here the first point you need to put in your spiritual spice bag is this God says go God expects movement let me say that again God says go God expects movement because when God says something things really do happen. His word is full of the evidence of his word makes things happen. So if they are not happening in you, then it in itself should be a cause of great concern because the word go means to move or transport, moving from one destination to another. When God delivers a new disciple from the domain of darkness, he causes the departure 
and thus you move. You depart from spiritual darkness to spiritual light. So always remember this, God in his faithfulness delivered you and you reached the destination, his marvelous light. Therefore, you respond out of love, gratitude, and thankfulness to God for your deliverance from the domain of darkness and the captivity of sin and death. And because he chose you as one of his disciples, he expects you to live as you know this truth has happened in your life. Amen. Therefore, you now move into someone else's life, bringing the light, truth, and Jesus' words to them. God's word through the work and power through God the Holy Spirit illuminates their darkness just like he did yours. You now become a disciple that actively pursues others like God pursued you. You are a new creature that transports spiritual life. This spiritual life extends beyond the material and the physical realms. And because you have been created in God's image, you are called to accurately reflect his image to the world. You develop Christ-like characteristics and traits, and you begin to live out these characteristics. It's prayer, fellowship with other disciples, and other converts that you used to avoid. You enthusiastically serve in your church, and you have an active role in building up the body of Christ and equipping one another in the truths of God. You want to know what separates you and sets you apart? It's this spiritual life. It's spiritual life because you were spiritually dead. And God, through love, made you alive. You don't believe me? Read Ephesians 2.1. As a disciple of Jesus, you must live your life as you are alive in him. Because you are now with him. And when God commands his disciples to go, his disciples respond obediently to his command and they move. Are you moving? Please understand, there are no ifs, ands, or buts with God. There be no excuses that could ever be acceptable to God for not moving. Because there is no gray area to stand in with God. You will either be moving or you're motionless. You will either be salty or tasteless. You are either living in the light or are still in darkness. Remember, no gray area. So, as you go, God's word, spirit, and truth comes alive in you. And whomever you come into contact with could be that relationship God ordained that are the next disciples who listen, understand, and obey Jesus' teachings. And you are actively involved in God's deliverance of them from spiritual death and the clutches of this dark, desperate, and sick world. When God made you alive, he expects movement with purpose and intentionality. So let's move on to Jesus' next command, and that's to make. God commands us to make disciples. To make disciples is the calling God places on your life. Jesus made disciples as his mission, and he passed on that mission state of mind to his initial disciples. 
and they through faith, love, and obedience to God passed it on and now that mission mindset went to the next ones. And my brothers and sisters, discipleship making has been passed on ever since. Aren't you a disciple? What are you passing on as a disciple of Jesus? Do you believe God moves in and through your life? Do you realize you are a message bearer? Do you have God's disciple message on your lips and in your heart? I believe this is one of the most wonderful benefits of being a disciple of Jesus. And that is, you are no different than any other disciple before, during, or after your footsteps dry up. You are bringing Jesus to the world. Are you proclaiming him? cautioning every person? Are you imparting biblical knowledge, trusting God to provide you with discernment, wisdom, and understanding as you go? Are you laboring for God? Are you making your best effort based on God's power that he has given to you as a disciple that is discipling? Are you growing as his disciple? Are you spending time with God and in his word? Are you his disciple that continually reads his words, studies his actions, and meditates on the truth he proclaimed when he was walking among the initial disciples? What will Jesus see in your mission work to make disciples? When he looks at you, will he see fruit? Will he see his love, his heart, his hands, and his feet as you walk? Yes, these are questions that could easily have a yes answer. But believe me, Jesus will be asking more profound ones like, How did you disciple? Who did you disciple? And when did you disciple them? How will you answer that question or those questions based on where you are today? You are to make disciples. And God places people in your life or he leads you to them. Are you actively working in the lives of those that God has placed in your life? You have more than one person around you, don't you? Look down the hallway. How many do you see there? Look next to you. You're accountable for growing your spouse in their role and responsibility as a disciple of well, as well, whether you believe it or not. Remember, to make means to do. And to do is to perform, act, carry out, and complete. What are you doing to carry out the will of the Father in making disciples? How are you building up one another? How are you praying for one another? How are you encouraging one another? How are you spurring on one another to love and good deeds? How are you engaged in each other's lives? 
Are you mentioning those disciples in prayer that God has placed in your life? How available and accessible are you to the disciples in your life? How present are you in their lives? To make and do is hard work. And if it were easy, anybody could do it. But it takes work and commitment and desire and dedication. You must be committed to looking to God the Holy Spirit for guidance, discernment, and help on your journey as a disciple maker. And like the initial disciples that discipled in Israel, then they went beyond their backyard, they went into town, and then out into the world. Are you discipling where you walk, live, and work, and everywhere you journey? I want you to cogitate on this for a moment. How can anyone spend eternity in the presence of God and there is no fruit produced by the dweller in his holy existence? Being and making disciples is your calling. How can one say they are being conformed to the image of God's Son, as it says in Romans 8.29, and yet are not a disciple-maker? Can anyone give me an answer to that question? I believe if one answers truthfully, the answer would be, you can't. It takes the work of God in you for you to become the instrument God desires to use for his kingdom plan of redemption. As his vessel, you are his representation of his gospel and you carry his name and bear witness to his work in you and all of creation. And once this ever-changing and growing aspect of your life as a disciple of Jesus is launched, it seeps into those lives that are in your closest proximity. Is your life as a disciple saturating the lives of those around you? Because making disciples is the evidence of the work of God in your life. So, are you guilty or innocent? of disciple making. It's God's work through salvation that causes and confirms God the Father's will is being carried out in you, my fellow disciples. God makes discipleship the center of his lives. What is at the center of your life? As we head back up, take this with you. Your work as a disciple of Jesus spreads like the ripples on the water when the pebble disrupts the motionless of the surface. Here recently, I completed my first book titled Walking the Way, Discipling Everywhere with a Fresh Set of Eyes. The following statement was given to me by divine inspiration. And this is what it says. As a disciple of Jesus... You will begin to know and understand, if you haven't already, when you receive by God's providential will your new identity, you became a disciple of Jesus. As Jesus' disciple, you step into the shoes the disciple left behind. 
You are now the next disciple stepping into those shoes as you respond to God's calling on your life so you would walk the way Jesus did. Have confidence. Your shoes are just like those worn in the wilderness. They will never wear out because God designed them to be walked in by those who will faithfully carry his word and truths in their hearts to the world. And when that day comes, you, like everyone before you, will step out of those shoes and another disciple will step into them right behind you and the truth of the only true God in Jesus Christ will go on and on and on. Let me pray for you. Abba, we love you and we thank you for today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Abba, your word said, beseech the Lord to send workers into the harvest because the harvest is plenty and the laborers are few. So therefore, Lord, today I beseech you, use this message to inspire those who have not been doing your will in pursuing others, loving others, and seeking those out that need to hear your gospel message. Make them useful instruments for you so they too can enjoy the wonderful blessing of being a disciple. I thank you for today. I thank you for listening. I thank you for this life change because I know without the work and power of the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't be doing this. But I'm doing it because of the love that you have demonstrated to me, because the blood you have shed for me, because I know I am not worthy. So therefore, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for today. We thank you for this time. We thank you for the words of inspiration. And I thank you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with D.L., the Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Have a great week of worship and keep walking the way.